0: You've been there snoozing behind your eyelids when all of a sudden the alarm sounds, reality hits. We all open our eyes, get out of bed, yet many of us never really come back to life. Hi, I'm Camden and this is my podcast. Wake up with me and live. You'll experience increased hope, vibrance, gratitude, and perspective as we shake off the old and put on the new. It's 10 till the rest of your life, people. <laughs> Time to wake up and I'm camden whether it is morning, evening, afternoon or midday it is the perfect time to wake up and i'm so glad that you've landed on today's podcast i found myself about a year and a half ago at a breaking point and i have taken all of the time since then trying to figure out what on earth actually happened inside my brain and inside my body and today i want to talk a little bit about the difference between growth and self-care and how those two actually must work together in order for you to achieve progress in your life. I I had developed this desire to push myself to the limit. Uh, There were many gurus out there and mentors that told me that if I got outside of my comfort zone consistently, that I would become this uberly successful human. But what I found is that I pushed myself to a breaking point. And that breaking point really had a huge impact on my family and had an impact on my life. And if I can save anyone from that kind of heartache, I hope that this episode can reach you. I did a little research to back up what I actually went through. And I was brought uh, to tears and a lot of emotions when I found um, an article by Inc and it It's by Jessica Stillman, and I'll go ahead and link it in today's show notes, but there's three paragraphs that really spoke to me and were exactly what I went through, and I really wish that somebody was there to tell me that there's another way to progress, there's another way to get to the top, there's another way to um, become your best self without sacrificing who you are and self-care in the name of, well... (laughs) self-development and personal development. A lot of the time when we're speaking to the masses or when mentors are speaking to the masses, it takes a lot of energy and a lot of conviction for them to move thousands of people. And I fell um, the, the sacrificial lamb to all of that movement. A lot of people are you know, t- it takes a lot of convincing for them to make a move. It takes a lot of convincing for them to finally gather up the courage. But I am a person that is quite strictly obedient and willing to try anything and willing to do what it takes in order to get to the end. I'm very determined and very gritty. And so all it took was a person having my uh, my trust in their hands to tell me what I needed to do for me to just implement it and to sacrifice everything in order to get that result that's desired. But like I said, I did. I reached burnout. And I'm going to read a couple paragraphs here for you. And this is, once again, written by someone, um, Melody Wildling. Uh, It says she confessed in the UK Guardian that pushing yourself way beyond your comfort zone physiologically physiologically can lead to an ugly collapse too. She says, when I pushed my comfort zone relentlessly, as the leadership experts advise, it led me straight into burnout, which is exactly what happened to me. Once an ambitious Manhattan professional, Wadling confesses to feeling increasingly miserable the harder she drove herself. I did everything to push my comfort zone. I tried to separate my emotions from those I loved. I tried to get myself in front of rejection as much as possible so that I could quote unquote overcome the feeling of rejection all along not knowing that I had rejection sensitivity dysphoria which is a part of ADHD which was causing me to feel this depth of rejection so much deeper than other neurotypicals around me. And it did. It, it drove me to absolute burnout. She, she continues, on the outside, everything looked peachy, as if I were a picture of success. On the inside, I was feeling defeated and helpless. In accordance with the self-improvement mindset, I rationalized these feelings as stemming from my own inadequacies. I just need to work harder, I told myself. I'm out of my comfort zone. It'll get better. I'll adjust. Which couldn't be more exactly perfect of what I went through. I just kept waiting for this redemption or this success or this euphoria that would come from pushing myself so far outside of my comfort zone all the time that clearly I would have to start to succeed the way that they told me I would. I'd have to start to feel like this new improved Camden 2.0 the way that they were telling me I was going to feel. And it never came. And in fact, it came with an implosion that caused a great deal of mental unrest. But no, she continues, instead of improving, in my mid 20s, I found myself laid up in bed, so tired I could barely move, and suffering from heart palpitations and nightmares. By pushing myself in the name of getting uncomfortable, I had self sacrificed to the point of exhaustion, she reports. She quit her job and reevaluated. And that's exactly what I was forced to do. And I wonder if I would have been given a more well-rounded way of approaching my personal development and of approaching my desire um, to, to work on my projects and to get to my upper limits if I would have gone through burnout. And I don't think I would have, and it just makes me sad that a lot of the times we are asked to sacrifice everything in the name of personal growth when really that is a very unhealthy way, in my opinion, to approach, in my experience, to approach personal development. We must take care of ourselves. We have to do it. Now, I think I've shared with you before that one of the very first ways that I started to push myself outside of my comfort zone is actually a really good way for me I was in a spin class, and so there was, you know, 30 different um, bikes in a workout room. And after my spin class, I went around and I gave everyone in the class a high five. It wasn't, this is pre-COVID, it wasn't comfortable. Nobody usually does that, but it was something positive and kind. And if someone chose to not accept it on their end, I knew that it was just either they're a germaphobe or they just, It was something within themselves because getting a high five from someone isn't super weird. You know, it's a a kind act. And uh, that's the kind of personal development, pushing yourself outside of your comfort zone, that is kind, is uplifting, and is good. Um, And there's other times where we do need to face rejection or we do need to... uh, Look, look outside of our, our norm or our perspective or maybe talk to somebody that we normally wouldn't or talk about a subject that we normally wouldn't. But this doesn't all have to be done all in the same week. We, it, it's impossible. We have to keep up with our body. And so what I wrote at the top of my paper today for this podcast is don't fight your body. Listen to your body first. And don't sacrifice your self-care in the name of personal growth because you're going to end up burnt out and imploded and in a really yucky place. Some of the ways that we can definitely do our part to take care of our body um, are listed in another article that I found under mywellbeing.com. The name of the article is Self-Care and the Quest for Personal Growth, which also resonated with me. This is about um, therapy. Um, And they define self-care. And it says, self-care boils down to applying the golden rule to ourselves. Too often we treat others well, but we neglect (laughs) ourselves. In the short term, that might sound admirable, doing whatever it takes to get a project done. At least we're conditioned to think so. But in the long run, withholding self-care is a recipe for burnout and harboring resentment toward others. Oh, that couldn't be more true. I have had to really work through the resentment I have felt of uh, what I pretty much created in the name of pushing myself outside of my comfort zone. So here are some ways that we can not fight our body. We can work with our body. Exercise and healthy eating. Meditation and yoga. I would include, for me, that's where my scripture study is. That's where my prayer is. Psychotherapy. Have a therapist. (laughs) Invest in therapy. Um, have a good coach who is is going to support you not only in your growth, but also in your self-care. I love that when I talk to my coaches and my therapists, they say, Camden, you are doing so much for your family. You're doing so much for your projects. You must take time for yourself every day. They are quick to remind me of that. And then they bullet point a, a list of five signs that you're having good personal growth. And these are perfect, man. I I love the resources that are out there so that we don't always have to come up with our own, but I can a 1,000% attest to these ideas of being exactly what I needed. Number one, you're spending more time with an intimate group of people that you love and who love you. When I am more of myself, I have time for the people I love. So many people out there are saying, Oh, well, forget about the people that don't want to support you in your projects. And I mean, that I, that I do agree with. If they're not being positive, you don't need to surround yourself with them. But sometimes we can't even make time for the people that we love most in the name of sacrificing now to getting our dreams later. But what happens if the dreams never come and the burnt out, burnout only does come? That's where it gets very frustrating. Your focus on achieving goals, You <clears throat> excuse me, there's another bullet point your focus on achieving goals you've set up protects you from fear and doubt, okay? So your goals are not there to cause you so much fear and so much doubt that you're making yourself sick, that you're full of anxiety, that you're constantly doubting yourself and your ability to do that. That is unattainable and is really quite unhealthy. A lot of the time, um, my coach and I were talking about how a lot of the time in in big personal development or even coaching sometimes they say, think about an unattainable goal, that unreachable goal. And how she and I, I just like to say, that's the big picture. Like we don't have to attain that tomorrow. (laughs) It's just the big picture of where we want to head and the what ifs and the being curious, right? It's okay to be curious, but don't push yourself so hard in the name of achieving something that's unattainable that you're making yourself sick and that you're losing your mind so many people would ask you to do that i am asking you and pleading with you to please not do that third bullet point you're more empathetic toward the circumstances of others if you feel like that pushing yourself outside of your comfort zone is separating you from the hearts and the intents and the desires to connect with other people you're not doing it right in my opinion You should be feeling more empathetic. You should be understanding the struggle easier with people. You should be able to be uh, reflective enough to understand where they're coming from, not to just try to convince them that they're enough, but to empathize with what they're going through. Bullet point number four, you're able to catch yourself sinking into resentment or hopelessness before you go too far. My problem when I was doing this was all in the sake of personal growth, all in the sake of personal development, all in the sake of rising to the top, is that the resentment, the hopelessness, all of that were to me just signs that I hadn't grown enough, that I hadn't done enough, that eventually all of those feelings would go away. And I think that even some people that are in that realm would say that I quit too early. But guys, I had a mental breakdown I pushed myself too hard and I was not taking care of myself. Now I am making a thousand times the growth that I did back then, but I am doing it at a pace that is healthy for my body, that is taking care of my soul, that is allowing me to connect with those that I love when I want to. And that is allowing me to pause and see that before I get too deep, I can catch myself. I can save myself. I have beautiful self-care remedies that can that can take me out of that that feeling of resentment and hopelessness before I hit the ground. I know my body better than I ever have because I've had to go through this. And then that leads me to the last bullet point in this article. You can count on a toolbox of healthy habits to provide you extra energy or positivity when you need it. I know myself so well that I know if I need water, if I need a nap, if I need to go take a walk, if I need to hug my husband, if I need to sing, if I need to pull out my guitar, I know what my body needs 99% of the time now. Then I did not trust what my body was telling me because anything negative, I just felt like it was weakness. And our bodies are messengers for us. They are to connect the physical and the spiritual. And they are incredible entities. So don't forget to listen to your body. Growth happens when we start to understand what is happening inside and outside of us. And don't let anyone else around you tell you that you're not enough, that you're not pushing hard enough, that if you just did a little bit more that you'd probably make it to the top. That is so unhealthy. What you need to do is go inside of yourself, get to know yourself, love on yourself, be kind to yourself. And the more that you do that, the more you're naturally going to grow. Seek to understand the big picture of what you want in your life and then break it down into small achievable steps that will allow you to be on the path toward that. And I am a firm believer that if you're taking steps in the right direction and you're putting out positivity to the world, you will also attract positivity, that good things will come into your life. And when hard circumstances come, you will be fit to take them on. You will be emotionally and physically prepared. To know how to handle those difficult situations instead of so depleted, so weak, and so unstable because you've pushed yourself to the limit that you're no longer able to take care of yourself. I love you guys. I am cheering you on. And my biggest hope today is that you understand that ultimate sacrifice does not mean sacrificing yourself. That growth and sacrifice happen when we take care of ourselves. Thank you so much for listening today, cheering you on. Always. Let's go have a great day. You've been listening to Wake Up with Camden. If you like this episode, please subscribe to the podcast and share it with a friend who's also so ready to wake up. You can follow me on TikTok and on Instagram at camden underscore ADHD. Thank you for being here. You have got what it takes and I am cheering you on.